Hey, babe, I got you a present. Oh, what is it? Is it a box? Well, to open it, you gotta turn the crank on the side here. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop! Ah! My eye! Welcome back, everyone. Talk Murder Me podcast. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nequise. This is episode 272. Cray cray. Mm-hmm. This is a Halloween esque episode. Spooky. Spookal. This episode and the one that we're going to put out next, 272, both have what we like to call creepy linguinis. Hmm. I had some linguini the other day. Love me some fucking pasta. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Man, I love carbohydrates. Yep. I recently learned the the importance of making sure that you salt your water. When really? You the, the pasta. Yeah. I feel like my mom. Why do you put, salt the water? So it it gives the pasta some flavor. I thought it had to do with um boil. Like I thought it, adding salt to the water helped the water boil faster. I don't know. I feel like growing up, my mom put oil in the water. It does help it, which helps the pasta not stick together. Right. But the but it's good. And then when you like the pasta water, when you put salt in the pasta water, like you save some of that pasta water if you're making sauces, like especially like cream based sauces, yeah. and it helps with that. Um, we we are live streaming this episode, so be sure to get on and talk to us, and we'll talk to you. But this is episode two hundred and seventy two. I put all my sources on talkmurder dot com. This is a creepy episode. Creepy Linguini episode. We've been drinking. All right, buzz. Indeed, we have. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not as buzz though. As we got to take another shot. There's a new episode. I'm sitting here with two tampons that. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start calling oh, us tampons? Oh, excuse me. One tampon and one maxi pad. You know what? I feel no shame about that. With wings. What does the wings do? Is that when you throw it, it like flies? Like what the fuck's the wings? You know do? what? It, it, it <laughs> tell me what the. Why do you need wings because on a tampon? It, prevent, it you don't the put wings, wings on a tampon. The wings help you fold it so it goes on the other side of the underwear so it stays in place. So it doesn't if mess it doesn't up your have, underwear. If it doesn't have wings, what do you mean it just messes lays up your... on, t- on 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 the. Why the don't top. you just take some scotch tape and just tape it around there? Yeah, scotch tape is not very absorbent. No. Absorb oh, that's gross, dude. That's gross. Th- absorbent like, of what? The the lining of our uterus we're literally, that sheds every fucking month. We're literally losing pieces of our body. Currently today I am. I tried the cup for the first time. Did you that's like it? fucking disgusting. You just tell everyone that's listening you're on your period. That's what you just said. You know what? You t- we have a lot of female <laughs> listeners. And we were discussing the Why menstrual cup. Why are you shaming me? You recently. should not shame. I'm not yeah. shaming like, you. Half the fucking population has to deal with this shit. I am not blood shaming you. Um, <laughs> did you like the diva cup? So I tried. It was the flex cup. <laughs> was the um, displo- cup. disposable it was, one? It was not the the the. It was like an actual cup, and it had like a little thing. So it was almost like a tampon string uh-huh. that you pull out. Uh-huh. Oh. It's disgusting. Okay, I will say... Where does that hole even go? Like, outer space? I do think it helped. My cramps were not as bad. <clears throat> but it lasts for 12 hours. You can keep it up there for 12 hours. Oh. 
But I will say it was it was a little hard to put it in. Yeah, it was. And it was when you're taking it out, I felt like yeah, like it can get a little messy. Oh, so God. taking so you're, you gotta be in the shower, maybe. You're doing take this it out. on purpose. <laughs> you brought it up. I did I did try it to take it out not in the shower and I was like, I feel like that was I could have been an easier contained have, crime scene. I, I have at home, like I guess they're, they're discs. I haven't, I haven't tried the, that. I haven't Ew, either. So I'm, I'm, afraid, I'm, af- I'm afraid. I'm afraid. How, how I, can I get it out? Oh my god! All right, I'm done with this. This is for Tara. Surprise shots! Surprise shots! Baby. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. That one went down okay. Peach is good. Peach. Peach. Shit. Tonight we're going to uh, July 23rd, 2015. Hmm, okay. So I told you earlier that this is Creepypasta episode. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of any murder-ish murders? Have you guys heard of any murders that have anything to do with Creepypastas? Even though we've done a couple... I know we we've done two. We've done the red room. Yes. And there was another one we did. I know there was another one. Or maybe it was created after the murder, but maybe it was just that one. How many creepy bosses have you read on this podcast? At least one. Well, I know that. <laughs> I don't know. We've done almost three hundred. I don't fucking know. Uh, shit. I think. Anyway, this is where we're going tonight. This is an apartment in Elkhart County. You want to take a guess where Elkhart is? Texas. That's a good guess. I was also thinking the southern region, except I was going to go. I was going to say Georgia. All right. Well, it's not. <laughs> it is what it is. I'll take my win from the last episode. That'll probably last me a few months. What win? What are you talking about? The 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 plastic surgery oh, cross dressing yeah. thing. Uh, I don't know if I want to give that one oh, to you. Oh, I'll give it to her. What do you yes, mean you'll please. give it to her? You are not the only referee. Yeah. You're not the judge, juror, and executioner of everything here. What am I? I'm the sexicutioner. <laughs> I need to grow up. I'm like, I'm almost 40 years old. You still, still got a few years. I'm still talking about penises and stuff. That's That's okay. <laughs> All right, so tonight we're going to July 23rd, 2015 in a small Indiana town. Oh, Indiana. Elkhart County. And what you're looking at here is the crime scene. Mm. An apartment complex. An apartment complex. With a swing set. That's a dinky-ass little swing set. That's yeah. a nicer swing set than I had. And what is that? Is that a well under it? No, it's it's just... It's like a big-ass fucking hole. Not a hole. It's just what a is little, it then? A little crawl space for the kids. Crawl to stand. space doesn't look safe at all. It looks like a place where kids would be doing pot, doing dope. Maybe it is. And listening to wet ass pussy. <laughs> <laughs> <A> dest- where <laughs> destruction is. 
so for tonight's episode, is this going well or not? <laughs> if you have to ask. <laughs> for tonight, I mean, I'm always hunky-dory, so. For tonight's episode, I can't actually tell you the killer's name because I think she just turned 18 or... She. Yeah. And a child. Yeah. So at the time of the murder, she was 12. Whoa. Oh. And this is 2015, so I'm not good at math, but I think she's in her 30s. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did she just say she was red turned 18? I don't think that adds up there. Well, she's 15, or she's, in 2015, she was 12, so now it's 2021, mm-hmm. so that's Nine. five, seven Six. <laughs> six years. So five, six plus 12 is 18. 18. So. Is her name even <laughs> released? Uh, no, her name isn't released, but anyone who wants to find it, you could find it. I mean. If you know, you know. Because, for instance, the the mother, or I'm not going to get into it, but the family's name is released. Mm. And they call her JT. In fact, that's what you'll be reading, JT. So, and her last name is Torres. So she is one of the Torres kids. And I mean, if anyone really wanted to, they could figure it out. And I'm sure she will become pretty popular here within the next few years, I'd imagine, because she's out completely and everything. She's 18. So this kind of like these creepy pasta stories, like. What was the other girl? Nevada, Nevada, Nevada Tan, Tana, but she didn't. Um, she was underage, though. She was twelve. Mm-hmm. No, no, she was eleven. Excuse me, because the they put da- they pulled down the eight. The Japanese pulled down the age to twelve, as being qualified for as, as an adult, and she was not even twelve yet. So she went to. She actually that that was actually solved in a family civil court mm. for a murder. But this one here in Indiana, she is 12. And here's one of the things about these cases. And I even noticed that this, I guess we've always been doing this. I think it's a huge waste of time. But even in the Ed Gein case, the dude's crazy. I mean, he's, you you have five or six psychiatrists saying that he's not in his right mind. He's not in his right mind during the murder but we still don't just let that go. We still say, "Oh, he's just incompetent to stand trial at this specific at this specific moment." Like ten years down the road, when he's medicated, or for instance, when she's medicated and she's better, her mental health is better. Then we're gonna try her. That doesn't make any damn sense to me. I keep seeing this. Like if she's she's not fit to stand trial, that means she wasn't fit when she murdered. You know, she's just because she's better now, that doesn't matter. If she wasn't in her right mind, if she had mental problems, you can't hold her accountable. End of story, man. You know what I'm saying? It's just a waste of money. And and that's been going back for 50 years, 60 years. Ed Gein was just like that. They waited 10 years to try him for murder. 10 years after he got better from his schizophrenia and stuff. 10 years. And then uh, after all these tax dollars, it's just like, well, I guess he was, you know, I guess he was right where he belonged. I mean, it's like a waste of money. I don't, I don't know. disagree with you. Mm-hmm. 
But in this case, same thing, man. If you're going to say someone is schizophrenic, if you're going to say someone has DID, dissociative identity disorder, whatever, during the murder, then that's it, man. Don't be trying people five years once they're better. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. They weren't better when they killed the person. I don't know. Anyway, that's just me. I see that shit a fucking lot. That's why I have to say that. It was uh, the evening, July 23rd. JT texted a friend of hers, also underage at the time. She was 12 as well. What do you think her initials were? TJ. (laughs) BS. BS. Like Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. (laughs) JT texts her friend, JP. Oh. (laughs) She says, quote, I can't take it anymore, in all caps. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm about to snap, in all caps. They discuss bringing water and food and meeting at the park, a nearby park, tonight at 10 p.m. They had to wait till both their families went to bed. They were going to meet up at the park, and they were going to run away together. Hmm. Like, is this a boy and a girl running away together? No, is this, this is romantic. A, this, or? That's a good question. This is a girl. I don't think they were romantic, but okay. I do need to say, and this can't be substantiated, but I, I can tell you that I really did this. I was trying to snoop on. So, so when. When YouTube, like the Daily Mail or whatever, puts out a video, you have all these commenters. Oh, my God, I knew that girl or whatever. Oh, my God, that girl went to my school. I was just trying to see who she was based on those comments. Mm -hmm. And those comments, you can't substantiate them. You can't validate them. But there was one female on there that said, oh, my God, this is my ex-girlfriend. You know, we met uh, somewhere, some other, but... Uh, it didn't last very long. So I don't know if they were romantic or not. That was to answer your question. Mm-hmm. But they were friends, really good friends. I will tell you that. But not that it matters, but, you know, uh, it's kind of interesting that I did find that. I don't know if that lady was being truthful or even if it was a lady or not. So, fuck. Just some YouTube commenter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she says, I'm about to snap. They discuss bringing food and water. And they were going to meet at a nearby park at 10 p.m. Hopefully it's not that little ass park right there on the thing. <laughs> that's not really a park. That's just more or less a swing set in the back of an apartment complex. But first she had to have dinner with her parents. And Edwin, Edwin Torres is the father. Okay. JT, her... I'm going to call her J- JT is what the court papers call her. And that's what we're using tonight is the official court papers from this case. They refer to her as JT. They never say her actual name for privacy reasons. Right. But we obviously know her dad's name is Torres. Mm-hmm. So her last name is Torres, too. It kind of seems like they would you like J. It might be Jennifer or something like I think they would keep that letter too, because they know people can find it if they want. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it might be like Jennifer or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she had to have dinner with her family first. And for the past few months, things haven't been all right with her as far as mental health is concerned. This is we're going to talk about. This is a huge mental health case. Both of these tonight. Huge mental health. And her father her biological father edwin they were at the denter denter they were at the dentist 
they were at the dinner table and he says he tells police that JT quote kept displaying a big grin and showing all of her teeth. Mm. Like the Cheshire cat. <laughs> this is a fucking creepy ass case, yeah. I'm telling you. Anyway, this is a Halloween case. Spooky. Um, just briefly going over who's in the house right now. JT lived with her stepmother, Maria Torres. Maria Torres is the deceased. She is the one that's about to be killed in tonight's okay. story. That's a stepmother. Edwin's wife. Edwin's wife, yeah. The father, Edwin Torres, is there, a half-sister and a half-brother. So you have three kids living in the house, half-brother to... So, uh, excuse me, JT is the biological daughter, but then the other two kids are from the new wife, Maria Torres. Does she have any other siblings from um, her... Both biological parents or with her mother or like is with she her mother permanently living with her father or she is permanently living with her father. But as I found out, probably not the best place she could be living, but way better than living with her mother because okay. the mother had married a a um, a uh, registered sex offender. Oh, okay, yeah. And was most likely, from what the a lot of psychiatrists believe, was definitely abusing the mother, if not the daughter, too. Mm. So she actually just moved in with the dad at, at 12, like this year. Okay. After they took her away from that situation. Not a very good childhood, as far as... And nothing, no fault of her own. I mean, this, she's just... A victim. Fucking humans are just mm -hmm. shitty. That's why, yeah. But that's who's in the house. Edwin disturbed because her daughter kept displaying a big, big grin and showing all her teeth at the dinner table. She had a strange posture. Now, this is what the father's going to tell police after she kills his wife in cold blood, just kills her. And I'm going to get to that. But she had a strange posture before the murder and she kept saying she was fine. And I mean, it just it's just the creepiest, creepiest thing you can imagine a kid doing that. Right. Mm. Later on in the night. Before the murder or anything else, the father, Edwin, smells smoke in the house. He runs to JT's room and notices that the smoke is barreling out of her closet. Apparently, JT, after dinner, and she had already made plans to meet at 10 p.m. and all this stuff. She actually started a fire in multiple places in the house, one of them being her closet. Mm. So now the apartment is on fire, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is a nightmare, dude. The father runs in and tries to rally up. He's got three kids there. He's trying to get everyone outside. He's Because the kids are asleep. Right. I mean, this is a school night. So yeah. he's trying to get everyone awake and get them outside. I mean, this apartment is brick on the outside. But I'm telling you, that thing is going to go up quick. Because mm. that is probably not the best type of material. It looks it looks like a low low income apartment. It does. And it looks very fucking flammable to me. I mean, it's brick, at least. B yeah. The brick's on the outside, though. Inside, you have all that plaster, plyboard, and it's probably the cheapest stuff they have. I'm just telling you, I've lived in a lot of these little apartments like that, and they they, they ain't fireproof. So if a fire starts to spread in that thing, I'm pretty sure it's going to engulf the whole building. 
You know, I mean, very thin walls and shit. Like, those things will catch on fire. You don't think? I don't know. I mean, the inside contents, yes. I, I don't we know can't all live in Mount Pleasant. But but you actually do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of us some of us live in, in, in cute, yeah. little, cute little Somerville. As Edwin tried to put out the fires, he heard his wife scream that JT had a knife. He entered the hallway and saw Maria knocking on the door of JT's half-sister's bedroom. When she awoke and opened the door, she saw her mother, Maria, standing there with blood on her clothes. Maria told JT's half-sister... If you want to read the quote, Jen, you're better at reading quotes. I'm dying. Call the police. Well, she... Torres is a Spanish name, so can you add a little twang on there? I I don't know. I'm dying. Call the police. That was not good. Just... Nicole, read it. Read it, read it, read it. <laughs> you sound like a psychic. Um, <laughs> this is I'm Ken, <laughs> Ken Jollins. Kim, Kim Jollins. What was it? Miss <laughs> Miss Miss Cleo. I'm dying. Uh, Call the police. She called 911. The father runs in to find the daughter and she is outside of the house. Now, he doesn't know his wife was stabbed yet. I mean, the whole apartment is engulfed in smoke. But as you see, the mother... So as a stepmother, Maria Torres is trying to wake up the uh, the other stepdaughter. She's banging on the door. Mm-hmm. Wake up, wake up. That is when the 12-year-old JT comes out of her room and shank, basically shanks her. Oh, my gosh. Shanks her repeatedly. Stabs her multiple times. I'm going to tell you, we're going to go through the exact like cause of death and everything, but just stabs her multiple times and then books it. So she runs out and then the dad finds a daughter outside after after everyone's outside besides the wife. That is now he is he doesn't really know what's going on. He's just trying to get all the the girls and the boy, the son out far away from the apartment. So the smoke won't get him. So the fire won't get him and stuff like that. So he doesn't know. And at this point, he sees his daughter, JT, standing at the apartment's front door. Quote, and this is from him, this from the exact, this from the police report. Quote, he looked into her eyes and just didn't recognize her. End quote. Isn't that fucking nuts? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's a fucking demon, dude. Fucking demon. At 12. At 12. You want to read this? Edwin found JT near the apartment's front door. She was holding a knife and standing in an unusual posture. He looked into her eyes and just didn't recognize her. Edwin told JT they needed to leave or they would all die in the fire. She told him to stay back and to not come closer, speaking in a clownish tone of voice. Tone of voice. Senior Judge John Sharpnack wrote as he summarized the case in the appeals court opinion. So, in a clownish voice. Like it. Yeah. Like, uh, Hiya, Georgie. what would she say? She said, um, stay back. Ah! You know, in a clown. Well, that's not a clown. That was more kind of a enough. goblin or something. Yeah. <laughs> stay back. Or it's just weird shit. I mean, this is coming from the police report. The, the actual court documents, like verbatim. 
so what you're seeing is speaking in a clownish tone of voice, telling her own father to stay back. Her father didn't even recognize her when she, when he looked into her eyes. That's got to be Satan, mm. the mark of the beast. It's got to be. What else? That's, that has got to be some sort of crazy shit. Yeah. Or people are just murderers. I don't know. <laughs> this is the victim, Maria Torres. Mm. It's, uh, I'll put the, her photo on talkmore.com. It's a little wedding photo there. She was 50 years old when she when she died. The father, once he gets out, Edwin, he noticed he is also cut on the arm. So not only did his daughter kill his wife, she also tried to kill her dad. Stabbed him right in the arm. Gashed. Blood everywhere. He's going to be fine, though. The cause of death for Maria Torres, multiple stab wounds to her face and torso, Yikes. multiple stab wounds to the face. Now, she is tall. I mean, she I mean, taller than a 12 year well, old, she's a full grown adult. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. So to stab her in the face, it is it's almost like it's almost like JT had to jump up for a second. Maybe yeah. she like you know? tackled her or something. Mm. I don't know, because I mean, maybe like I said, we don't even have a picture of this girl. So, I mean, she could have yeah. been big. She could have been small. I don't know. But that. That is Maria Torres right there. So to stab her in the face, it's either maybe she stabbed her in the torso, she fell on the ground or something. But you read the quote of her after she was already stabbed those multiple times, including the face, trying to get everyone, you know, call 911. I've been stabbed. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. that's it. She had a three and a three quarter inch deep stab wound to her chest. So that is what I surmise to be the the actual death wound. That's kind of how they presented it. They didn't actually say that that was the wound that killed her, but that is the the one that they 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 listed as like the big one, right? Mm-hmm. So that one in the chest probably hit her heart, lungs, whatever. JT actually booked it once everyone else is outside. She was she still had plans, right? She was going to meet up with JP. And they got together. JP told the police that when her friend got there, she was covered in blood, obviously. They actually walk over to a nearby waterway and wash the blood off of her. And then the two girls walk along the railroad track and leave Elkhart, Indiana, just walking along. 12 years old, both of them walking along Mm. with, you know, a sandwich or something, thinking that they're about to conquer the world. (laughs) Fucking... Crazy. They woke up a guy named Zachary Sleeper. It's kind of ironic. Hmm. They woke him, woke up yeah, a guy named Sleeper. Sleeper. <laughs> Maybe I should have my name legally changed to that. What the fuck? I'm sleeping. What do you want? <laughs> they woke up this random old guy named Zachary Sleeper in the early morning of the night. Now, this was five hours later. So you can tell. I mean, yeah, they did plan to run away for a while, you know, a months or whatever, mm-hmm. but they didn't really plan it all that well. Cause they're basically calling it quits after five hours of walking. They knock on this guy's door, asking for food. They've only been walking a few miles, but I mean, can you imagine if they really ran away? They'd be dead. They wouldn't. Mm. I mean, you're already asking for food. You only been gone for five hours. Yeah. But I mean, they're 12 years old. So, you know, what do you expect? Obviously, the guy calls the police, and then they were arrested. So, so here, here we have premeditation, right? Because there is evidence that JT 
committed, and this is from the report, she did commit it with some degree of premeditation. Prior to the attack, she searched the internet on a bunch of search and a bunch of search that you're about to read here in mm-hmm. two seconds. She also texted a friend before Maria's death. She also hid knives in her room. Now, this is a big ass kitchen knife and set a fire in her bedroom and dis- disabled the smoke alarm in her bedroom before the attack. So there's premeditation there, you know, and these are the searches. If you want to read these, Nicole, how to hide from the police, how to make poison, how to sharpen knives, how to survive in the woods, a video of someone being stabbed. A video of Pop Goes the Weasel. Well, that's creepy at the end. <laughs> Pop Goes the Weasel. Oh, my God. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> like from Elf <laughs> when he's too afraid. Have you heard the lyrics of that song? Uh, it's actually pretty, creepy. it's even more creepy than. I, like, I feel like as a kid I did, but I, don't, I couldn't tell you what they are now. Something about the mulberry bush, right? <laughs> Even these fucking children's nursery like, rhymes are. I don't like to listen to them now as an adult. They're kind of scary. Like the only th- only kids thing I watch is Blippy on repeat, and I'm talking about the Blippy that's yes, taking a we, dump on his we friend. Know, we know the Harlem Shake video. <laughs> the Harlem Shake, <laughs> where it explodes out of his butt. <laughs> Like, I can't get that out of my head. I thought that I did for a second until you brought it up. And that's all that's that's there. That is the best video I think I've ever seen. It's so well done. (laughs) Money goes, pop goes the weasel. (laughs) Fucking creepy titties. Uh, Do you think they mean like pop, pop, pop goes the weasel? Yeah. (laughs) You should Google the meaning of pop goes the weasel. It's what you should look up. Yeah, I, I this is some sinister shit. Right <laughs> Why <here>. was she? <laughs> well, what else is Pop Goes the Weasel? Oh, he stepped on it and it exploded. That's what I thought. Stepped on what? Oh, stepped on the weasel? Yeah. Is a weasel a rat? What's a weasel? No, a weasel's like a rodent. Yeah. So it's a fucking rat. That's what a rat is. It's a rodent. <laughs> it's not a rat. It's closer to a possum, I like think. Like a chipmunk type thing. Yeah. So. Like a ferret. She, a wild ferret. She is um, she is searching <laughs> Pop Goes the Weasel. That's fucked. <laughs> but there is a um, there's a creepy pasta that has a lot to do with this song. So think about what she it's think about what you read earlier. Like what would try to build the character because this is a character, a fictional creepy pasta character that got into her head. So, with all the stuff that you heard earlier, what do you think it is? I don't know what the, the character... pop goes a weasel, I, and the and a clownish tone, a big grin. Like, you think anything? I mean, you don't know the, the character, no, but you can kind of... Well, I was thinking that, like, she just popped out of nowhere and stabbed her. Like, pop goes, like, pop, like, bam. That's all I thought. I don't know. All right. Twisted the clown. This is... It- no, I wouldn't Anywise. put clowns up here to scare you guys. This is Laughing Jack right here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if I'll sleep tonight. <laughs> Look at that shit. No, I won't. I refuse. <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> Covergate. So it it looks it looks a lot like 
what she was looking like, right? I mean, if you think about it. She was showing all her. She was showing all of her teeth. She had a big grin. She was talking in a clownish accent. So, if you want to describe in detail what you're looking at now, Nicole. <laughs> no, she does not. I'll take one for the team. He has a. I. He's like black. Black lips and gritty teeth. A. a Nose that's like a birthday hat or a carrot that's striped black and white. That is not a damn carrot. What carrot do you know looks like that? Most carrots look like like that. It's like an ice cream cone. Okay, ice cream cone. That's fair. And then he has like white pupils. He doesn't even have colored pupils. He's just very creepy looking. You wouldn't hang out with him? No. Actually, he would be my first choice on The Bachelor to go on to the next round. He's got really thin hair. From the Urban Dictionary... Laughing Jack is what is known as a clown. He is, of course, murderous. His preferred method of killing is slicing open the stomach of said victim, which is usually a child, removing their innards, and stuffing the body with candy. So that's what... Oh, like a pinata. Yeah, so he's... That's the, the whole shtick, is he stuffs the body with candy. So the creepypasta story is kind of long, so we're not going to read it. There's a kid, James, as you see here. James, it's time to come inside. That's the mother calling out to her son. And she notices that her son is talking to somebody, an imaginary friend named Jack. She has a dream, the mother. Now, this is the creepypasta story that she is in a rundown amusement park. She was scared running through an endless field of empty tents, broken down rides, and abandoned game huts. The whole place had a horrible look to it. She hears music play, which is the pop goes the weasel. They're in the room, in the bedroom, and the mother is confronted with the actual Laughing Jack, which is a real thing, like a laughing clown that her son had befriended. And the son is hanging up, but he's not dead yet. So the mother tries to kill Jack, and she takes a knife and she thrusts it into Jack. She says, get away from him, you bastard. I rushed at the monster, raising the knife above my head and stabbed down at him. But as soon as the knife touched him, he disappeared in a cloud of black smoke. The knife passed right through and pierced James still beating heart, splashing the warm blood on my face. So Jack hung her son son up, but he was still alive. The mother tries to kill the clown because he's about to stuff his organs with candy and he disappears and she stabs the son in the heart, kills him. Mm. So the whole rest of the story is she's put in a mental institution because she ch- killed her child and she's telling everyone about laughing Jack and then no one believes him. Now this is obviously made up for the purposes of why people make stories up. It's completely fucking fictional. Mm. Well, it's like a campfire story, right? Yeah. It's, it's like a the campfire. guy with the hook. Yeah. But for some reason, kids these days, they can't handle it or something. I don't fucking know. I mean, we had Stephen King and shit, and we're fine. Like, I remember watching It when I was 12, and I the fucking Pennywise didn't get in my head. But for some reason, kids these days, they believe this shit. Even so, though somebody made this shit on the computer. I mean, well, that's where these things come from. They I come from the internet. I would have to say that a lot of the, <clears throat> a lot of the stuff on the, on the internet, and actually, like, in movies, even video games, like, it's all so realistic looking now like cgi and the graphics and video games like it's for a child i feel like it would be hard to determine Uh, i don't know this seems like a cop out to me i'm just saying i think 
In my so opinion, was she influenced by the story? Is that what you're saying? All right. Well, most people will stop here and be like, we need to ban creepy pastas because this is killing our kids. But it's it's not both of these stories we're doing tonight. Both of these stories for this week about creepy pastas have really nothing to do with the creepy pastas themselves. It's more of a mental health issue. So both of these killers had mental health issues prior to even reading about mm. Laughing Jack or whoever. Mm-hmm. The Slender Man coming up next. Really? <laughs> In late May or early June 2015, Edwin observed that JT had drawn inappropriate pictures involving Laughing Jack. In addition, she had begun dressing in white and black clothing similar to Laughing Jack's clothing and would paint herself white and black like a clown. JT also became preoccupied with candy, which was Laughing Jack's favorite item. Quote, she's heard voices and had an alter ego for months before the stabbings and actually begged her father to help, end quote. But no one ever did anything. Months before the murder, her mental health state started declining rapidly. She was diagnosed with PTSD, and mm. which plays into some of the psychiatrists think that she was sexually molested, even though she denies it. But I think like a lot of patients do that. But the, the psych, psychiatrist said, uh, let me get to her exact quote. Quote, it is almost a certainty that JT had been sexually abused by an unidentified person while living with her mother, mm. end quote. So obviously the unidentified, per- and that's from a psychiatrist. Obviously the unidentified person is a fucking sex offender. Who else would it be? She's living with her mother. She, Her mother married a fucking sex offender. Like who else is in the fucking house? Unless, obviously. I mean, like she had dated multiple sex offenders. and uh, well, You know what I'm saying. Still the same shit. Yeah. So JT has been diagnosed by multiple doctors with PTSD and disassociative identity disorder, which used to be called multiple personality disorder. Right. If you go back to the talking in a clownish accent, it may Mm. not have been her primary uh, personality. It could have been one of her alters. Yeah. Yeah. And it actually was. Her name was Star, S-T-A-R. So she has two star, basically star tells her to hurt other people and herself. Anna, the other multiple personality, tells her to ignore Star. And lately, she has been telling her dad that not only is she having these different shifts in her reality and her perception, she's taking on a different personality. So she basically blacks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loses track of time. Yep. Because the other one takes over, right? Yep. So... The father said, quote, shake it off, end quote. And not only that, but she did go see a guidance counselor. The guidance counselor was uh, extremely worried, got her appointments for the mental health um, sessions with the psychiatrist before the murder even happened. But fucking insurance was a problem. I mean, there's some sometimes we just need to fucking, you know, tighten the belt in a fucking America. It's like that one guy that had the, um, 
he he had the schizophrenia and he couldn't afford his fucking medication dude okay let's just fucking provide that for free because if you don't take it there could be bad shit mm-hmm. happening well, and even like you know i can relate to this because sometimes at the school i work at we have two licensed mental health counselors on mm-hmm. hand through the dorchester county department of mental health and they do take insurance, but they don't take all insurances. And so sometimes we'll make a referral for a student who really needs the services and they can't be seen because of insurance barriers or, you know, and they may not be able to a- afford out of pocket. Ugh. That is fucking horseshit, man. I, yeah. Because this this girl, JT, and this is part of the reason I didn't look up her name, because, I mean, she is suffering. She had told everyone, she doesn't look up what's wrong with me. She's having her alters take over during the day. And she knows Star, her primary alter, I guess, is getting worse and more powerful. And the reason she knows that is because her friend, JP, you know, when, she, when JP talked to police that night after they got arrested... When they, when they were talking on the phone and JT was like, let's bring food and clothing and yada, 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 meet at the park. JB, JP says, at the time, I kind of figured that I was talking to Star. Like, it was a different person. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to, there's a different person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a completely different person. Now, she has it real bad, apparently. And I'm going to, I, I kind of dived into her parents' background because I, th- I think there might be like a link. I'm not a psychiatrist, but... She does have it bad, bad, bad. Mm. In fact, 16 mental health facilities have refused to treat her. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So she basically was diagnosed with PTSD and DID, which is basically having the multiple personalities. While at LaRue Quarter Psychiatric Facilities, she saw shadows and even tried to booby trap her room. What she was afraid of is this laughing jack. Laughing Jack says, if you don't kill, you're going to get killed. You're going to kill for me because he's at this point, he's talking to her. Right. I mean, I really believe she's hearing this guy mm-hmm. or he's taking over or something. Not as in, OK, that's really happening because it's not. But in her head, in her mind with mental disease, you know, that's her reality. Mm-hmm. So this guy Laughing Jack, this clown, this creepy ass fucking looking clown, is telling her to kill, 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 kill. So she's having, aud- and if she doesn't kill, then he's going to kill her. Aud- type of thing. Auditory hallucinations. So for the past few months, has been getting really bad. Her public defender had said this about her. Her name is Holly Curtis, the public defender. This little girl has been failed by everyone. Curtis said. The risk level for her is beyond anything I think anybody can imagine. For her not to be able to get the help she is crying out for is probably one of the biggest travesties I have seen so far within the system and with the state agency not willing to step up and do their job. I mean, I agree, man. Because it's not like, oh, she did this and okay, we find out she has schizophrenia or DID, PTSD. This girl has been yelling at the top of her lungs, something is wrong with me. I have this other personality star, quote, getting more powerful. You know, all of her friends at school, which she didn't have many because she was bullied a lot, but JP, obviously, would 
call her a, a little JP said she was quote a little different person end quote sometimes they would sit at lunch and nobody would even recognize her none of the kids would recognize her it, it was like oh that's that's you Jen I see you but I know that's not you like you're someone out your your personality's different and some of these people that have this disorder they talk different I was watching this video and this girl just all of a sudden got a British accent I'm like what the fuck Huh? That shit is just like out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God damn. You know, she can't talk in a British accent by herself. But when that other personality comes on, it's like just takes over. And a lot of times. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, man. A lot of times dissociative identity disorder is actually brought upon by by trauma. Um, yeah. So you kind of like isolate yourself away from the trauma. You dissociate because, you know, you can't. You know, you can't handle it. Um, you guys remember the movie Sybil? Yeah, but that was fake, though. It was. that. Well, it was based on a true story, but it later mm. came out that the, the that Sybil was faking it. The movie was based oh, on the true yeah. story of, of Sybil. Faking. And then later, recently, it came out that Sybil was faking her story. Her grades started suffering in school. She had headaches, difficulty sleeping. She was hearing voices, having blackouts, which... Her blackouts would literally mean the other personality is taking over. So she just doesn't remember it. She would start isolating herself in her room. And as I said, she had two personalities. Star was the more predominant one. She was the evil one. She told her JT to hurt people and to hurt herself. Anna was the not evil one. So it was basically like the angel and demon on your shoulder, you know? And Anna was the good one. She would often introduce herself as either Star or Anna, not JT, Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever her own name is. JT repeatedly asked her mother, DeShay, Edwin, and other relatives for help with her symptoms. She also spoke with a school counselor who urged Edwin to take JT to a mental health professional. He instead took JT to their family doctor. Later, several appointments were scheduled with a counselor, but JT missed the appointments because of insurance issues. Yeah, I think it's kind of a failure in society. But let me talk really quick about her mother, because I think there is a uh, link here. The mother, the real mother, Deshay, was sexually abused herself as a child. She was an alcoholic and a drug addict in front of her daughter. She had depression, bipolar, and PTSD. She has a son at 15, a daughter, and then her last little girl is JT. And all three of them are by different fathers. Edwin married Maria. So Edwin's her biological father. He has two children, and he actually had an affair with his Deshay. So he had an affair with his ex-wife, mm. which is not good, right? I mean, it's confusing to the child. Right. JT had a horrible childhood. She lived with the real mother until 12. She was abused by her half-brother, being punched and choked, and she was also severely bullied at school. Deshay married a sex offender. When JT was eight, her parents separated and then Deshay married the sex offender, and he was abusive. And at one point, he hospitalized Deshay for three to four days after beating her. Deshay would cut herself in front of her daughter. So obviously, she was taken away. A psychiatrist, but after, you know, four years mm. of that, right? A psychiatrist said 
quote, it is almost a certainty that JT had been sexually abused by her, by an unidentified person while living with her mother, end quote. JT actually loved Maria Torres, the one she killed. And she said this to the police. Maria was, quote, not a replacement, but a real mom to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is pretty powerful. We'll yeah. tell you exactly, you know. And then JP said that when she was talking to her, that was Star, not JT. I'm not. I mean, obviously, I'm not a psychiatrist, man, but I'm 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 reading what the fucking experts at this shit are writing. So, and and the court system seems to be okay with not okay with it, but understanding of it. So I'm just going. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like they're not being like you murderer all this shit. They're like, okay, you need help, fucking now. This is terrible. It's more of a terrible misjustice of anything yeah. i mean it's fucking awful obviously but edwin actually abused her jt his own daughter he, he also abused his wife maria the the victim and his other half sibling so he's he's not innocent in any of this so obviously you guys know she's not fucking on death row right april 2nd 2019 the case was held for years while she went underwent mental health treatment Four years after, that was four years after she was competent to stand trial. For I, I don't get that. I really don't get that shit. Here's a question I kind of put. I kind of want people to answer this on the blog, maybe, or just tell me. What should be done with a person like this? Because obviously she has a mental illness. But I saw that a, a there was a prominent psychiatrist that said that even, and I'm just going to read this. Quote, it is possible that after JT becomes an adult, the symptoms of her mental illness will resurge mm. or she will fail to obtain adequate, adequate treatment. So that's what I was. So even if she gets better, right? So she's better. So you're not going to hold her. She's not going to be in a mental health facility until she dies. Like she is getting out if she's not already. I couldn't find any more. I think she's already out. Actually, this was. April 2nd, 2019, I think she, I'm pretty sure that she is living out of the direct, you know, super lockdown, if you will. So what do you do with someone like that? Because, yeah, they're better now, but they could resurge Mm -hmm. too. Like, you know, what do you do? I think that you need to ensure that, you know, that the patient can receive treatment, um, especially if it's part of like, let's say, you know, part of her sentence is just throwing out a number 10 years in the, in the facility. And then after you have to go to weekly therapy, if it's part of a sentence, I feel like that should be, you know, able to be provided if she cannot, like, I know this is going to open up can of worms, but like, I feel like if that's part of your sentence, that should be able to be provided to her. Yeah. So you've got to make it like easy on them almost. Yeah, right. but the the freaking Vince Lee, man, they just let him go. They're not even looking if he's taking his medication or not. But he yeah. th- but he had schizophrenia, correct? He didn't have DID. Those are two different. He cut someone's head off and ate their eyeballs. I'm pretty sure that's But that was also in Canada. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not trying to uh, to defend what what anyone did versus versus whatever. If you have a a patient with severe mental illness, um, such such as 
dissociative identity disorder, which again, I you know, is usually brought upon by trauma. You want to make sure that they can, you know, if you're not going to keep them in a facility that they have access to treatment so that they so that they can um keep, you know, keep whatever is going on in check because if you just leave it untreated and you know, just let them out into the world. Let's say they can't get access to treatment for one reason or another. That put that does put them at risk of resurgence because they're not dealing with you know, whatever is causing the, their their disorder. Like you don't just you don't just cure trauma. It's not like okay, like I don't have trauma anymore. It's not it's not like that. Yeah. No, I get it, man. I get it. I've been through CBT and all that shit. Can't cure that shit. I'm just fucking crazy. When JT was first locked up, she would try to bite people. She would also carry around in her pocket a full pocket full of candy, which actually they provided her because it lessened her urge to bite. Fucking crazy. Just Hmm. like that clown, right? Yeah. The staff found two pieces of paper in her room that were contraband. One had the word candy written over and over and over and over again. The other one had the lyrics to Pop Goes the Weasel. Mm, That's creepy. The docs put her on Risperdrol, an antipsychotic med, and she became... This is is a testament to fucking drugs and the... Mm. Well, I should say the proper drugs... She became, quote, one of the most well-behaved residents of her units. Her grades skyrocketed, began getting great grades in her education. And finally, this is the most important thing I got caught from this. She began to grieve over the death of her stepmother. Wow. That's pretty powerful. So that's the Laughing Jack story. What y'all think? That's all the information you're going to find on that story. Mm. So, I mean, she's going to get out. She's not already out. And then... That's it. That's Laughing Jack. There's another one we're doing next time for the next story. A little quick one about Slender Man. No Mm. one was killed in that one. So no one was killed in that story. First time ever on Talk Murder Me, we cover a story that no one's been killed. But they they barely survived by, I believe the quote was, by the width of a human hair. If the knife would have went any deeper by the width of a human hair, they would have been dead. Wow. But that is about Slender Man. The Slender Man. Y'all know what Slender Man is? I have heard of Slender mm-hmm. Man. He's the tall, good-looking fella. And he's real. Okay, these other ones ain't real. This guy's fucking real. So oh, yeah? If you're in high school and shit, this is real. Fucking real. I'm just saying. It's just real. It's outside the fucking house. Anyway, that is uh, Laughing Jack. Hope you guys liked it. Yeah. Next time, Slender Man. And you can actually read the creepy pasta on that one it's not that long okay all right um that is episode 272 i hope you guys liked it go talkmore.com slash 300 300 talkmore.com slash 300 request your stories i'm going to give 300 dollars in crumpled up one dollar bills to <laughs> the person that requests the best story the one that i'm going to recover the one that i'm covering on episode 300 so and if you like this story, you can watch us in live chat, talkmore.com slash join. My name is John. I'm here with Jen and Nicole. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.